Welcome to the Her Sports Story podcast, where we share in the stories of former female athletes, connect on the transition out of sport, and create a space where the always an athlete tribe can come for connection and inspiration. I'm your host, Bethany Crouch, founder of the Her Sports Story blog and podcast, and former competitive gymnast of 15 years to an athlete advocate professional. It makes my heart so happy to connect in and share these former female athlete stories. And I am so grateful and excited that you are here to join us. Her Sports Story Tribe, welcome back to the Her Sports Story Podcast. And today we have a former high school track athlete turned college rugby player turned professional and USA rugby team member, Naya Tapper. Naya goes through sharing her story with us growing up, transitioning to rugby, transitioning into the professional level of rugby, as well as her mission to spread awareness about this amazing, incredible, and dynamic sport that is rugby. So I hope you truly enjoy this podcast. We had a great time chatting and be sure to follow her on Instagram at Naya, N-A-Y-A, Tapper, T-A-P-P-E-R. Naya, we are so happy to have you on the Her Sports Story podcast today. I can't wait to learn all about your journey and everything that you're doing now. So how's everything going? Really good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. So as I hear or as I've seen, you're, of course, at another level of rugby and that wasn't your initial sport, though, growing up, as I yeah. have kind of collected. So I would love our audience to kind of hear about your sports journey. So um, basically, like any five or five to eight-year-old, your parents had you in sports like soccer and cheerleading mm-hmm. and anything of that sort. So that's kind of what my mom had me in. So I did a little bit of cheerleading. I did some soccer, but um, as I got into middle school, um, I started doing track and field in seventh grade, and I was pretty good at it, so I kind of stuck with it from seventh grade to my senior year of high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to West Mac in Charlotte, North Carolina for my four years of high school, and there I ran track with an amazing track team. We did well um, in the state and nationally. Um, They had a rugby team at my high school, but because I was so into track and track was life type of thing. Yeah. um, And because of how um, my how cautious my coach was about injuries and things like that. He just recommended that I don't do rugby at that moment. Right. So, um, yeah. So it was kind of just track and field from seventh grade to my senior year. Wow. And then your rugby journey then kind of started in college. Yeah, so um, I went to UNC Chapel Hill and I could have like walked on the track and field team there and possibly had a a successful, a couple successful seasons there, but instead I decided to um, try out rugby 
and they had a club team at UNC. So I ended up trying out for that. And um, in the U.S., rugby isn't that big yet, even mm-hmm. especially four years ago. So it was more of like, as long as you try out, you make the team. So that's kind of <laughs> how that worked out. So I don't know how good I actually was when I first tried out. But um, as I was on the team for those four years, I got a lot better. <laughs> wow, it's so yeah. incredible. And it, it completely attests to your natural athletic ability to be in various sports and then go from being a track athlete straight into rugby. And I mean, I will say that, that you're probably pretty good, even though, <laughs> even though everyone made the team. And yeah. rugby is such a, like just a, an interesting sport. Of course, it's not, I would say, and as you, you know, it's not like mainstream in the U.S. yet. Yeah. But it, I have been to plenty of matches at, when I was in college watching our rugby team and it is just an impressive sport. It is yeah. so impressive. Uh, so talk a little bit about, you know, the level that you're at now and what that looks like. So basically I'm at the kind of like the highest level that you can be at for mm-hmm. um, women's rugby. I play for the USA rugby team. And um, what comes along with that, some of the perks is that um, – you have a training center that you train at full time for free and they provide you food and um, they the organization covers your travel and um, you're basically on a salary so it's kind of your job as if I was in the NBA or the NFL right and um, also one of the big perks that the NBA NBA Mm -hmm. and the NFL don't offer is that um, us as athletes of USA have a chance to go to the Olympics Mm -hmm. so that's one of the goals that I think a lot of the girls have when they join a team like this Mm -hmm. and that's definitely one of my goals so yeah yeah oh that's an incredible goal I mean I was a former gymnast growing up so like the Olympics were like a big deal I remember like watching my the very first one I remember watching was 1996 and it was like that gymnastics team and like I remember the leotards and everything and there's just something Mm -hmm. so magical about the Olympics so I would be you know surprised if you know the Olympics didn't sound appealing, you know, to some <laughs> team, be like, oh, that's all right, you know. Yeah, I'll pass. No, that's not that's, the case. <laughs> right, but it's so exciting. Now, how did it look going from college, you know, to this next level? What mm-hmm. did that, what did that process, I guess, kind of entail? So, with rugby not being as mainstream in the U.S. as it is in other countries there isn't really like a a bridge to slowly allow you to go from one level to the next. So from going from a club team to a professional team, skill-wise, there's a big gap there. So um, a lot of the times you'll find crossover athletes where um, they're very athletic, but a lot of the times you have to um, hone in on all those skills that they have to learn in that small amount of time. And then also putting them in in an environment where the girls already know that so just you got to think like for me it was okay I'm playing on a club team in college and then where I didn't really need to know the the skills I kind of just needed to know how to catch the ball and run 
<laughs> um, and also I was playing 15. So it's a lot more people and it's a little different to where I went to the pro level where I'm playing sevens and it's mm. a lot faster. It's a different type of endurance and everybody has to know how to do every skill. Whereas in 15s, it was like, if you're a wing, you pass and run the ball. If you're the scrum half, you pass the ball from the ruck. Whereas in, in sevens, everybody is doing everything yeah. so to have to go from only having one skill ability to having to learn five more it's definitely been a work in progress and something that I'm still working on and um, learning as I go as a lot of the girls who are coming in are doing mm. so it's definitely like a big jump physically and mentally to go from an environment where it's just fun and if you lose it's okay whereas in <laughs> the professional <laughs> level yeah if you lose it's okay but it, it has a consequence yeah. Uh, yeah wow. so. That's, you know, I, I guess when you transition from any like next level to sport, there is going to be just a learning curve. And yeah. in case there really is like, no, you're going from what's 15 to seven. So you yeah. are learning multiple roles and having mm -hmm. to perfect skills. So I can only imagine, but as far as, you know, some of the positions you play, for some of us not as familiar with rugby, can you explain, I would say, maybe some of your main positions or one of your favorites? Um, in college, I started off, well, I was a wing for my four years. So basically, um, my job was to score tries. Mm -hmm. And basically with that, like, I'm usually on the edge of where the rest of the line is. And my main job is to catch the ball and try to um, beat people one-on-one -on -one or however many to score the try. So that can involve um, footwork or using a stiff arm or just trying to run through people based on how strong and big you were. And then for sevens, I um, um, first I'm a wing. So mm -hmm. it's kind of the same position. I start on the edge, but because with sevens you play wherever you end up, it can change. I could end up um, playing the ball out the ruck as a scrum half or I could end up passing the ball as a center. It kind of just depends on where you end up, but where I start is at wing. So my main job again is to catch the ball, evade my defenders and score the ball, but score the try. But um, mm -hmm. also I play prop in sevens. And with that, that's just um, kind of one of the bigger forwards on, on, on the team. And we'll do um, scrums, we'll do line outs and things like that. And that's usually what that role consists of because like I said in sevens you end up wherever you end up wherever, yeah wherever is needed yeah. wow yeah. that's incredible well I always kind of talk about this with the athletes that I work with so I, I am an academic advisor at a college and so I'm working with student athletes every day but you know through just like navigating sports like sometimes you are injured or sometimes you're on the bench or sometimes you're in the game but you're so much beyond the position you play in the physical sense but also just like the role that you play on the team so I'm really interested to hear what role you think you play like on your team or what characteristics you bring forward to support your team mm -hmm. So I think it's been a transition for me because um, when I first got on the team, obviously I was the new girl. So it's just like trying to get into the groove of 
becoming tight with your new teammates and also trying to learn all the skills that you need to learn to be at their level and be accepted by them, if that makes sense. And um, if we're being realistic um, or honest, any team you go on, you have an expectation that they have set for you, whether you want to believe it or not. So just being able to go out there and first earn that acceptance from them, whether that's um, physically, mentally, or just personality-wise. So I think when I first got on the team, I was pretty quiet, didn't really know that many people, wasn't really able to express my personality. And um, it was just, okay, let's get in here and get to their level so then they're comfortable with me. I can be who I truly am. Yeah. So just transitioning from that position to um, scoring my first try and doing certain skills or learning certain skills that finally allowed them to say, okay, she's not just the fast girl. She is a rugby player. Yeah. So being able to get that transition and that acceptance from not only my teammates, but um, reassurance from my coaches as well, that allowed me to be my true self, which is I'm very funny and outgoing. and I like to have fun and go out and do things and just like laugh and make jokes and do pranks and things like that. So to be able to like feel like I belong and be able to be my true self and people see my true colors. That was nice. And then just along with that, just transitioning from, okay, you made the team, you're accepted into the team, you're a part of the team. Then just my physical abilities playing rugby, allowing me to become one of the top sevens players in the world and the top try scorer for the USA rugby team. Like that's an accomplishment. So just having that on my back and my teammates seeing that I'm learning a lot of the skills that, two years ago I wasn't able to do then that allows me to have a voice on the team and for people to actually look up to me and say how do I do this like you or how can I do this better based on what you've seen with your experience on the team now Um, I've become a bigger voice on the team especially on the field being a wing a lot of your job is to communicate what you see from the outside because you're you have the time technically Mm-hmm. So just having, yeah, just having a voice on the field and off the field, still being my funny self, but also being there for advice because of the experience I gained from the things that I've been through yeah. transitioning to where I'm at today. So, wow. yeah. And that experience is, exists even like outside of sport, like even when you get a new job and you're in a new work setting, like it is very much of, okay, getting to know the environment, the people, meeting the expectation, and then getting to the point where you're like comfortable and you can fully like step in to being yeah. who you are, which is the best place to be, you know, yeah. on a team. Cause you know how it feels like when you're like, you've gotten in your groove almost and you're like, mm-hmm. I can be me. I am really, I'm a really great athlete, but I will help my teammates, you know, till the very end and so that in itself that foundation sets you up for success like just yeah it opens a lot of different doors uh, you as an individual and then just like the team as a whole so I talk about you know I guess finding your groove or whatnot but I am out I've been out of my sport since gosh 2011 so like what did you say you're doing I was gymnastics. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I am obsessed with this concept of like being in your element where like everything is fluid. And that means, you know, you're like connecting with your teammates 
things are happening for you. The game is going well. And I know that that element can exist also outside of sports. So I'm curious for you, what does that first look like in sport when you are just like everything is in place? Um, I think it's usually me scoring tries against some of the top tier teams. So to be able to do that against some of the best rugby players in the world who have been playing since they were four years old, to be able to be scoring against girls like that who they were born into that sport and this is something that I just started, it's kind of like reassurance, like, yeah, you're you're going in the right direction. And it kind of gives you this, like, bravado feeling. Yeah. So, like, obviously we can't do dances or anything in the tri zone and stuff like that. Well, we can, but usually I'm usually too tired to do anything <laughs> besides get back to my position. Yeah, but I think just like scoring a try and just fire just feels through my body and I'm just so, I just get so hyped. I think that's what it looks like mm. when I'm in my zone or what it feels like. Like, it's just like, okay, yeah, like Mm -hmm. this is what I do and can't nobody can stop me type of feeling yes oh I love that and so I'm really curious to hear if you've had any kind of experience like that outside of sport in an activity that you've done or maybe like traveled somewhere so I'm interested if you have had that type of like element experience um I I feel like I'm a very competitive person in general so anytime like we have team activities where it's a competition. I'm always like the most hype and <laughs> <laughs> with the yeah. biggest mouth and like the sorest loser. Because uh, if I mean, you look on a, you, any USA rugby team, probably everybody there is competitive. So if you put yeah. all of these competitive athletes together and tell them, hey, whoever wins this game is the winner, everybody's going to get into that zone and get into their um into that type of feeling so I think that's probably the environment is whenever our coaches have us playing games and stuff outside of rugby yeah Uh, which is it's so funny because I totally remember those times like with my team warming up and we're playing some like either tag or like I don't I don't even remember what the game was called but it involves one of those really large it was almost like dodgeball in a way bunch of mm-hmm. gym playing dodgeball with like these huge uh like bosu balls that you use to work out super smart but we would get so into <laughs> it but those are gosh those are some of the best times like yeah. one of the best memories is creating not only of course the camaraderie camaraderie with your teammates in the sport but just like being silly and having fun and being yourself not always in like the the serious context. Yeah. 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 Fun competitive. competitive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, in looking and following you on social media and like looking at some of the things that you do, I am really curious to hear about some of your like personal goals or missions that resonate with you. Um, so I'll, so away from the rugby field, I think one of the things that I uh, made the initiative to do this year was to build my social media brand and basically build my name mm-hmm. because I'm doing it on the field, but off the field, I felt like I wasn't doing enough. So mm-hmm. like my New Year's res- resolution was, okay, you need to build a name for yourself. So um, 
I took to social media because if you look at our generation, that's what everybody's on. So that's kind of the best ways to reach those type of people yep. and to reach those crowds. So um, with my social media, I just decided to kind of professionalize it a little more. Mm -hmm. In the past, it was, oh, okay, this is me going out. This is me at the beach. This is me and my family, but not much of like what my job was, which was rugby. Mm -hmm. So I realized that I could reach my fans. When I realized that I could reach my fans through that, I decided, okay, this is the outlet. This is the um, outlet that I'm going to use to do so. So on my social media, I started posting more of my rugby pictures. Um, I also got a social media specialist to mm -hmm. help me um, with like my captioning and when's the best time to post and yeah. um, how often I should post and things like that. So um, her name was Kelsey Stocker. She helped me with that, which was, she did an amazing job and kind of taught me what I know now to be able to do it by myself. So mm -hmm. um, along with that, I've also started a YouTube channel where I do like Naya's Ab Club and also um, a hot seat with my teammates, which is just a way to, instead of just selling myself, I can also um, promote the women that I train with every day who people might may not know about. Mm -hmm. So just trying to get more outreach about not only myself, but also the other women of the USA Women's Rugby team. And um, along with that, I've started selling t-shirts, Mm -hmm. um, which has gone really well so far and um, I definitely hope to restock and sell more in the future um, and just been able to personally co connect with my fans yes yeah yeah so like anytime I get dance from them almost 100% of the time I'm replying back because you wish that somebody was there to do that for you when you were growing up or when you were looking up to people like that so I try to be very responsive to people on Instagram and I do giveaways on Instagram to mm -hmm. um, give back to my fans who support me and um, I just try in general to be a good role model and I have to be more aware of the things that I post and the things that I say on Instagram mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. Facebook and Twitter and things like that and then um, also I've started to do interviews and podcasts like these just so um friends, family, and supporters can hear my story yeah. and maybe they can relate and use it to better themselves. So right. I've been trying to do a lot. So yeah. Going good. Oh, yes. It is a whole journey in itself, like navigating social media and, you know, there, there's so many things out there of like strategy and brand and whatnot. But I think one of the best ways to get through to your audience is to truly post you out there, which is what you're yeah. doing now. You're like, yes, I am a top rugby player and this is the sport of rugby, like women's professional women's rugby. Yeah. And here are some of my teammates. So you're allowing your fans and audience to get like a true glimpse into your life so that yeah. again, like, yeah. So they're like, oh yeah, I know Naya. Like, <laughs> I know her life on Instagram, but it starts to like build that connection. And I will agree with you. Like when I get direct messages and am connecting with other athletes or former athletes like that, that's like the magic. I love that part. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. And you know, you're, which I'm sure you do realize, like you're inspiring the next generation. Yeah, which is crazy to think, but that's where I'm at right now. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, so cool. Well, is there, you know, any message I would say for 
those up and coming athletes or those young girls like trying to navigate their way through sport or through rugby, do you have certain advice for them? Um, probably my one advice that I tell myself all the time and try to tell other athletes coming up and wanting to be in the same position as me is that everything happens for a reason. And um, one of the reasons I say that w was because I got brought out here and I was here for two months and then I ended up getting cut because um, my skill, my passing skills weren't where they needed to be based on where the rest of the girls on the teams were. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, obviously it's like, okay, well, that's it, I guess. But yeah. in reality, it wasn't it. So I trained for four months, got my passing right, ended up coming back on the team and now I'm one of the best players in the world. So just to know that maybe if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And I wouldn't have had the passing skills I have right now if that didn't happen. So just reminding myself everything happens for a reason, whether it's going to put you where you want to be or somewhere even better. Just keep remember your goal. And no matter what ups and downs come, as long as you keep doing what you need to do, mm. something better will happen. Yeah. And it yeah. goes d depending on what you believe in or not, like some of those situations or, or things that happen are meant for us whether we realize yeah. it in the time or not because yeah you're at the time like getting cut from the team you're like oh my goodness like <laughs> the world has been turned upside down and exactly and I'm sure that was a defining moment where you were like I am either you know going to say goodbye or I I'm gonna try I'm gonna get back yeah exactly yeah and that like that experience in itself, again, like will transition into life. Because mm -hmm. as you know, there are definitely like just life situations that come up yeah. and you can either let it choose to define you or you can decide to grow from it and decide your, your next steps and your path. So thank you for sharing that with us because again, a part of, you know, I would say like, building your own tribe and your following is really like allowing people to see like behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Or behind the curtain of like, <laughs> this, this is life. And I, I truly believe that people who, you know, want to connect, they want to see like the a little bit of the, of the real side. So they feel the like, side. yeah, they know you and, anything from stories that you share or experiences, it just gives them, you know, that much more of like a sense of connection, mm -hmm. you, which yeah. is cool. Well, before, you know, kind of we dive into our final question, can you please share with us where we can follow you and find you like your Instagram, YouTube, handles so yeah absolutely so uh i kind of made it simple <laughs> it makes it easier for people to follow me but my instagram facebook twitter and youtube are all at nye tapper so that should be very helpful yeah so please subscribe to my youtube channel <laughs> yes. it is good i truly appreciate you know going through your instagram and your like filming Naya's ab club or whatnot. Yeah. You're like filming takes and you're like, this is the, how it really <laughs> Exactly. And I love that. Exactly. I'm yeah. over, I'm like, yes, you get it, girl. Like, because <laughs> that's what we need to share, that we're yeah. all human, we're all figuring this out. And 
I just like, at least for me, like it warms my heart when I see people just like, yeah, this is how it went. Totally yeah. on it. It's great. You got to laugh. I'm trying to hide the truth. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, so this is a new, new question for the end of, I would say my traditional podcast because of kind of where you are in that you are still like navigating the athlete life at this level. I am really curious to hear of when you are having like just a challenging day or it's just like, just so tough. How do you either recenter, reconnect, or, you know, kind of go back and feel grounded to your purpose? So kind of what we talked about, about everything happens for a reason. So Mm -hmm. obviously everybody doesn't believe in the same thing, but for me, it was always just, okay, he's just testing me right now. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I always tell myself is this is just a test. This is just a little hiccup in the road. This is just a little rainy day. Like it's going to clear up. That road's going to flatten and you'll be back to on the same path that you were. Mm -hmm. Um, We all know that wherever your path is going to, it's not going to be all butterflies and sunshine. So as long as I keep that in mind that it's not always going to be easy and that there's going to be um, rough patches, I'm not worried because at the end of the day, the goal is still at the end of that path. So as long as I can get through any of that, I'll reach my purpose. Mm, so yeah. good. Well, it was so great talking with you. And I know this is just the beginning and I can't yeah. wait to see everything that you do and what's coming up for you because I know that you're inspiring so many just like by fully being you you know social media and going on podcasts and telling your story so thank you for sharing your story with us thank you for letting me share my story of course